You are listening to the Longitude Podcast, Thought Leadership Insights, where senior figures from the firm, together with leading marketing executives, explore key trends shaping the evolution of thought leadership and marketing. I'm your host, Fergal Byrne. I'm very pleased today to welcome Rob Mitchell to the Longitude Thought Leadership Insights Podcast. Rob is CEO and co-founder of Longitude, and he's here today to share his thoughts on what makes a successful thought leadership campaign discuss how thought leadership fits in with content marketing and share Longitude's latest thinking on measuring the effectiveness of thought leadership campaigns, as well as looking at some of the future trends we can expect over the coming years. Welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thank you very much, Virgil. So we've spoken before on these podcasts about various aspects of thought leadership, about some of the research that Longitude has done. Today, it would be good to talk about what makes a successful thought leadership campaign. Uh, a good place to start would be to talk about thought leadership and how Longitude sees thought leadership, and also to be distinguished thought leadership from content marketing, which uh, it seems in the market, the terms are used interchangeably quite often. And just some clarity around that would be very helpful. Yeah, good question. So um, perhaps I should start by giving our view of what we think thought leadership is, because you're right. There are many different definitions out there. And depending on who you talk to, you'll get a different perspective on what exactly thought leadership is. From our point of view, um, the key thing about thought leadership is that it's got to contain original thinking. And if you haven't got anything original to say, then you're not a thought leader. The second thing is that Thought leadership has to have some kind of call to action. It has to influence people in some way or get them to change their thinking or their behavior. But I think it's really important to add that thought leadership is not just some sort of lofty ivory tower activity. Ideas are important, but it's not just about those ideas. It's really important to think about what you do with those ideas. And people who do thought leadership well recognize that it's got to have a very clear marketing rationale behind it. You've got to have a very clear line of sight into how your thought leadership is going to enhance your reputation, your relationships and your revenues. Now, clearly, content marketing is a much broader term, a much more broader area. What are the key distinctions do you think worth making here? Well, you're right. There's a lot of confusion, I think, in the market about these two terms and, and people very often use them interchangeably. Now, we've taken a view at Longitude to call ourselves thought leadership specialists. We don't call ourselves a a content marketing agency. And that's deliberate because from our point of view, there's a very clear distinction between the two. And thought leadership is really just one aspect of a, of a much broader content marketing universe. So I've talked already about thought leadership needing to be original and to be adding to the conversation. That's not always true of content marketing, which sometimes can just be entertaining. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But thought leadership has to be moving the conversation on adding to it, generating new insight. I think a second difference is that thought leadership is all about quality, not quantity. If you invest in thought leadership, then you know that it's a long-term game. It takes time and effort. It's not something that you can churn out quickly. And you'll also know that companies that do good thought leadership have only a handful of messages that they own. They recognize that there's a scarcity of good ideas and they need to focus their message around those few key concepts. And one of the trends that we hear a lot of uh, at the moment is that companies, they don't want to do lots and lots and lots of thought leadership campaigns. That doesn't really work. They want to do fewer, bigger, better campaigns. And that's quite distinct from content marketing, where you know, my view is that often the emphasis is on quantity and trying to bombard your audiences with messaging, improve your search engine optimization rankings, and, and just constantly be 
trying to get front of mind with your audience. Very useful distinctions, Rob. Can you talk a bit about the relationship between thought leadership and content marketing, how they fit together? Well, I think the, the key point to make here is that thought leadership, as I said, is a subset or a subcategory of a broader content marketing industry. But to do thought leadership well, then I think you do have to embed it into that broader content management framework. So content marketing for me is all about the funnel, all about the content funnel or the buyer journey where you're you're driving people, your audience down that funnel. You start at the top with the building awareness and then you drive them through the interest or the consideration stage, the desire stage and the action stage of actually buying something because content marketing is all about driving revenues and getting people to take some action and, and ultimately selling. Now, thought leadership from my point of view occupies the top layer of that funnel of that content funnel so it's all about building awareness and credibility but also starting to tee up that commercial conversation because you've got to have that line of sight through to the commercial outcome you're trying to drive and then as you get into the content marketing funnel the layers below that's when you start to get people into the consideration of your services is when you get them thinking about analyzing different offerings from different providers before they actually make a purchase and those layers require a different type of content and not so much thought leadership. So once you get into the consideration stage, it's things like case studies, credentials, product webinars, and so on. So thought leadership for me occupies the top of the content marketing funnel, but it's very much embedded into it. And then you drive people down through different sorts of content until you get that commercial outcome you're looking for. Right. That's very interesting. And I guess on the other hand, what about uh, doing content marketing without thought leadership? Well, yeah, I think you can. And I think you see lots of examples of this, of content marketing campaigns that, that companies run. But my perspective on this is that you could do content marketing without thought leadership. But certainly in the B2B space, you're not going to get noticed. You're not going to get the opportunity to demonstrate your expertise to your clients. And you're not going to cut through what is a very, very crowded marketplace. It's a lot of content Everyone's trying to reach the same audience. Everyone's trying to communicate with the C-suite. If you haven't got thought leadership, if you haven't got original thinking, original insight, then you're going to get ignored. And you have to establish that credibility with your audience in the first place. And that's where thought leadership can help. Right. That's very interesting. Now, you talked about the, the fact that thought leadership, uh, one of the things that at the heart needs to have original insights. What's your sense of the quality of thought leadership today? Are there a few exemplars, good exemplars that uh, you can point to? Yeah, undoubtedly. And what's interesting, it's been evolution of thought leadership over the years, as you know, started very much as something within the professional services space and specifically within the strategy consultancies like McKinsey, Bain and Boston Consulting Group. What we've seen over the years is that it's spread certainly through professional services to the big four and other consultancies but also into other sectors as well. And one of the key trends from my point of view has been the rise of thought leadership within the technology sector, the software companies, the technology consultancies, which have, have really you know, picked up that mantle and, uh, and are really driving really effective thought leadership campaigns. And also what's interesting, I think, with the technology companies today is that very often they're, they're very good at embedding thought leadership within that broader content marketing framework that I was discussing. So they take a very robust commercial view of what they're trying to achieve with their thought leadership and make sure that they're creating opportunities for conversations with clients and then building awareness among those clients, driving those commercial conversations in a way that I don't see quite so much in some other sectors, to be honest. The whole question of evaluating thought leadership has been getting increasing attention from senior marketing executives. What's your advice, Rob? 
But I think the first thing, Fergal, is you've got to have some very clear goals of what you're trying to achieve. So when we talk to clients about what they're looking for from thought leadership, we often frame the conversation around the three R's. So are they trying to enhance their reputation? Are they trying to build stronger relationships with their existing customers? Or are they trying to drive revenues from new customers and existing customers as well? So that's the starting point. It's really trying to understand what outcome you're looking for. And a related part to that is that you've got to be able to measure those outcomes. So if you're thinking about reputation as your key objective, you've got to be thinking about how you measure that and, and how you know that that project has been a success. I think the second thing that's really important is to make sure that you define your audience very clearly. You've got to know who you're talking to and you've got to know that the messages you're trying to land with that audience are going to resonate with them. I think the third thing is that you've got to be very authentic in your approach. You've got to be saying things that you know people are going to relate to and certainly you don't want to be giving your audience a sense that you're trying to sell them something or be overly commercial in what you're trying to do. So it's got to be an authentic message which is something that's going to have intrinsic value for that audience. But it's also very important to remember that thought leadership is, is part of the marketing mix. And of course, it needs to be commercial as well. You've got to be thinking about that commercial outcome and, and what you're trying to achieve there and have a very, very clear view of what that outcome ought to be. Right. I know that can be a, quite a challenge in various ways. We can talk about that maybe in a moment. But what are your thoughts on making a campaign commercial? So I think there's two elements to this, Virgil. So the first is the content itself has got to enable that kind of commercial conversation. So you know, one of the important things I said earlier that you know, thought leadership has got to influence people and change behavior. So you need to have calls to action within your thought leadership. You've got to stimulate that commercial conversation and get people thinking about why uh, they might need your services. That's the first thing. I think the second thing is that it's really important that you build strong relationships with your business development people or whoever's going to be taking this thought leadership to that audience and taking it to market. Um, one of the, the challenges we see very often is that that, that internal engagement is, is not very strong. And, and sometimes marketing are not talking often enough to the business development people who are going to be using that content. So our advice to clients is that you need to involve them early. You've got to get them on site. You've got to make them feel like this thought leadership campaign is, is something that they partly own and have some kind of influence and control over them. So, you, so you've got to get them on side. So I think what we see now is a much more sophisticated approach emerging to how companies are measuring the impact of uh, their thought leadership. And of course, they're, they're marketing more generally. It's becoming much more scientific as a discipline. So, but from a thought leadership perspective, what you want to measure and the KPIs you put in place will depend very much on the objectives that you're trying to achieve. So if your focus and your emphasis is all about reputation, then the traditional way you would think about that is how much press coverage am I getting? So numbers of articles where your thought leadership cited, advertising value equivalent is, you know, one of the industry metrics within PR. But I think beyond that, there is perhaps a more sophisticated approach as well, which goes beyond those traditional metrics and thinks about what's the impact of thought leadership on your brand? You know, how much brand recognition, how much brand awareness are you getting as a result? Because thought leadership is part of the marketing mix. It needs to be able to pay its way in the same way that advertising does and ensure that you know, you're getting increased brand awareness and brand recognition as a result. I think the other side of this is the, uh, the commercial KPIs. And if you're trying to use thought leadership to drive revenues in your organization or to build stronger relationships with your customers, then you need to have KPIs in place that will enable you to track that. So a good one that we've seen very often is how many meetings 
with business development executives has has this piece of thought leadership enabled. But that's a good yardstick. If people are using thought leadership to enable and open doors and create conversations, then that, that's a very good way of measuring uh, your, your, the commercial impact of thought leadership. And I think probably slightly more complex, uh, but certainly something we see a little bit more of, is to what extent can you attribute sales and revenues back to a conversation that a piece of thought leadership started? That is quite complex because there are lots of other factors which drive a customer's choice when it comes to a, a product or service. But uh, I think increasingly, there is a desire to see that return on investment and and look at those sorts of metrics to to ensure that your thought leadership is generating that ROI. That's very interesting to hear, Rob. What are a few of the mistakes that you see people make? Yeah, well, I think there are a few that come up um, time and again, to be honest. And the, the first one that I would point to is that when companies don't think enough about the audience they're trying to reach, and it sounds obvious, but I think in a lot of cases, you know, companies take too much of an internal view of what they're trying to achieve with their thought leadership and forget about the end audience and what that audience wants. So listening to that audience, asking them exactly what's going to resonate with them, what's keeping them up at night, what will they value from thought leadership, I think is the first thing. And sometimes that doesn't happen enough. I think a second challenge that we see is that companies are overambitious when it comes to thought leadership. and They try to do too much with their campaigns. So for example, they try and ensure that every service line within the business is represented within the thought leadership and has a voice within it. But that means that the thought leadership gets too diluted. It's trying to cover too much ground. You lose focus and ultimately the message you're trying to get across is lost. Another common mistake that I see a lot is something that I call initiative-itis. And this is where companies are hopping from one topic to the next rather than trying to you know, have a consistent message that they're trying to get out to, to clients. So what they'll do is that they'll produce a piece of thought leadership, publish it, move on, go on to a completely different topic. And from the audience's perspective, it's just confusing because that company is moving around too much. So I think focus is very, very important and consistently banging the drum for those key messages that you're trying to land with that audience. A really good example of this, I think, is a piece of work we're not involved with, but PwC's CEO briefing. They've been publishing that for more than 20 years um, it's got huge recognition within the market. It gets launched at the World Economic Forum in Davos every January, and it's got great recognition. And they've stuck with it, and they've continued that conversation, and they've been rewarded for that. So I think that's an important uh, lesson, that uh, focus, consistency, you know, making sure that you own a few messages and not trying to do much is very important. Excellent. Excellent. That's very helpful, Rob. Now, there's been considerable changes in the landscape, not just in thought leadership, but in the content marketing uh, world. So I'm just wondering, what do you see in the future? How do you see thought leadership evolving, Rob? I think the first thing is that it's getting much more structured and more systematic in how companies think about it. There's a much greater focus on the return on investment that they're getting from that thought leadership, and they're integrating it much better within the broader marketing mix. So um, it's no longer seen as a standalone activity. It's something that has to be integrated within your, your broader suite of marketing activities. And so there's definitely a growing sophistication there. I think the second thing is that we're moving away from the days of the long-form report. It's still important, and many companies uh, still value that. But in addition, there's that focus on shorter, more modular content, uh, more visual content, more interactive content, a greater focus on digital so that's another key trend. But 
you know, despite that shift to that more short, that shorter, more modular content, you still need depth and you still need rigor. So I don't think the need for evidence, the need for research goes away. That's still a, a fundamentally important part of this. And I think the other trend is just that that integration with content marketing. I just see that happening more and more. There is, you know, a view that you have to think about a greater focus on things like marketing automation, you know, thinking about the content funnel and the buyer journey and making that more sophisticated as well. Thanks, Rob. A lot for marketers to think about there. I think we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks to everyone listening today. If you'd like to find out more about how to create high-impact thought leadership campaigns, please go to longitude.co.uk and click on Our Thinking.